Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Love Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in to ALR PRA Weekly Law Practice Management Radio. Today is Thursday, June 3rd, 2010, and I'm your host, Nick Augustine. ALR PRA is a national law practice management agency headquartered downtown Chicago, Illinois, and serving greater Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, and Washington, D.C. Our six areas of activity are as follows. One, our legal work and staffing division called Pleading Drafter. Two, our PR and marketing division called Law Publicist. Three, our Audit and Compliance Division. Four, the Law Publicist Weekly online publication. Five, our monthly practice management and social media conference calls. And finally, number six, this weekly radio program featuring guest speakers who who present relevant practice tips and legal trends in various practice areas. Today's guests are Ray Stuckley and Mary Erlane of the Riverside team of the Leadership Management Institute. Ray, I want to ask right now, did I pronounce your name correctly? Yes, you did. Okay, Stuckley, okay. I just want to make sure I don't mispronounce your name throughout. Ray is the CEO of the Leadership Management Institute, uh, Riverside, and a senior managing partner with the Leadership Management Institute, uh, LMI, USA. LMI is an internationally renowned leadership and development company. For 50 years, LMI has helped individuals and organizations develop and use more of their true potential to produce measurable results. Ray is a proven developer of people and organizations with his focus on people always first. He has over 30 years' experience in helping leaders cultivate their own potential and tap their organizational potential. He has helped privately held companies successfully achieve substantial, sustainable, sustainable, there we go, growth. Um, we are also going to hear today from Mary Erlane. Mary is the president of Peak Marketing and Sales Incorporated. It's a business coaching and consulting firm. Mary is also the executive vice president of Leadership Management Institute, Riverside. Mary is a coach, speaker, workshop facilitator, and master of connecting people. She sees the value of a joint effort in marketing and sales contributing to a company's success in the marketplace. She has a unique ability to work with individuals at the entry level through the most experience of sales professionals with a customized approach to coaching and consulting. She has developed innovative business solutions to overcome the challenges faced by sales teams that have resulted in breakthrough sales performance. She has consistently championed the value of teamwork throughout the entire organization. Um, Today, we are going to address four segments, and Mary Erlane is going to take the first two. Uh, Ray Stuckley is going to take the the second two, so I will uh, list those here for you. Uh, Number one is going to be crisis mode management. We're going to learn what it is, what are the results, and what are the most critical challenges. Secondly, Mary is going to share with us the concept of the four quadrants. We'll uh, definition of the urgent, definition of important, and explain the four quadrants. She'll walk through each. Then uh, we will have Ray Stuckley uh, share with us uh, effective personal management and the 80-20 split. He'll define a definition of the efficient, then he'll have a definition of effective. 
following, we'll learn what does personal management mean to all of us. Uh, Ray will then describe the 80-20 principle, describe some high payoff activities, and then finally move to our last segment called Effective Personal Leadership, in which Ray is going to share what do we do to cause this to happen, um, so what you should do to cause effective personal leadership. Secondly, how does, one, uh, personal, how does one's personal productivity come into play? And finally, how LMI and Ray can help. Um, so again, before we begin, we want to remind you that we do broadcast every Thursday afternoon at 3 o'clock Central, which is also 4 p.m. Eastern and 1 o'clock Pacific Time. Also, from time to time, we'll bring you special broadcast episodes when there is breaking news that you need to stay on top of your practice areas. We do have a great show for you this afternoon. We're going to open up for callers 30 minutes after we begin. We want to remind you to send your email questions to info at alrpra.com. Again, I-N-F-O at A-L-R-P-R-A dot com, or you can call in by dialing area code 917-889-9732 and press option 1 to be placed in the caller queue. The telephone number again is area code 917-889-9732 and option 1 to be placed in the queue. Um, so before we begin, I also want to promote the uh, LinkedIn workshop on May 9th and the June 30th LMI workshop, uh, Five Mistakes of CEOs. So uh, before we begin, Mary, uh, if you're there, would you like to uh, say hello and tell us a little bit about these events? Uh, the LinkedIn workshop is being held uh, June 9th, starting at 7.30 in the morning. I'm holding it at the Holiday Inn in Willowbrook, Hinsdale, which is just north of I-55 Stevenson, um, off Route 83. Um, the workshop is a hands-on workshop where people will learn the power of LinkedIn um, and how it can help their businesses. Um, bring your netbook or your, your laptop. There will be some connections available, and, and we go step-by-step step through the entire LinkedIn site. The Five Hidden Mistakes CEOs Make um, is, a, is a workshop for business owners who have employees. And this really uh, takes takes a very honest uh, look at, at some of the, the common mistakes CEOs make and starts to help CEOs um, maybe take a different look at, at what they could be doing differently. Uh, this workshop, I can guarantee people will walk away with ideas that they can go back to their businesses and institute immediately for, for change and for growth in their business. Mary, those sound like excellent uh, options uh, for many people on you know different levels of uh, you know different companies, different levels. It's all good stuff. Where can they find more information if they want to go hunt and peck around online? Um, actually, the uh, the LinkedIn workshop is um, something they can email me, uh, or I'm sure you can get the contact information to them. It's also listed on Trib Local, and the uh, the workshop for the five hidden mistakes will be going up shortly on Ray's website, so they can click right through and, and get the information on Ray's website. And what's the address for that website? That would be www.lmi-riversideriverside.com. Very good. Okay. Well, those are. Uh, we look forward to uh, some more information. I, I hear that a lot of people are going to attend those workshops. So, um, all all sorts of good information. So, um, by the way, for our callers today, we have a little bit of incentive. 
um, the person who calls in with the best question uh, for May and or Ray and or Mary is going to receive a free admission to the workshop, and other callers with questions are all going to get 20% off admission to the workshop. So please don't be shy. Call in. Again, the number is 917-889-9732, option one. So without further ado, let's go ahead with segment one. Mary, tell us about crisis mode management. Well, this whole conversation that Ray and I are going to have really focuses on time management versus goals management, and really it's all about the results. If we focus on goals management, we get a much better return on our efforts. When we're looking at crisis mode management, typically this is going to sound all too familiar uh, to the listeners. Uh, we look at this as first something happens. Some crisis happens. We get a phone call. Somebody runs in our office. We get an email. And typically we do first. We immediately start in some sort of movement. Um, there's absolutely no thinking, no planning. We just begin to move. Uh, sometimes we cause others to move with us and there's this kind of a posse event that occurs and we're all moving. Um, people aren't exactly sure what we're moving to and why we're moving. The next thing we do is we begin to manage. So we do first and then manage second. And then last but not least, we communicate third. Um, and then by the time we've solved the problem, we don't ever really have the time to plan and set goals. And in reality, what we should be doing is we should be doing this process first. When the, when the crisis hit, we should pause and take a moment to plan, set goals, understand what the issue is, and then begin to communicate, and then manage, and then begin to do. And ultimately, we end up with the results. Um, what happens in crisis mode management is we oftentimes don't get a, a great result. We don't get what we wanted. But one thing we do is we drain our energy significantly. So it's, it's that fire-ready aim syndrome that, that happens all too often in, um, in businesses. And that seems to be the principle of fighting fires all day long, and we never even pause to stop and realize how did this happen and how might we handle this better the next time. We're just off to the next fire. Sort of not really learning from why we didn't get things done the first time around. So really what are the most, again, can you tell us again the most critical challenges if we're going to really make a game plan on what we're going to work on? The critical challenges that we have oftentimes, especially if we're in an office place where there are others, is um, ultimately the whole the whole culture and the environment. It's it's a very energy draining. Um, we we have we also respond differently as human beings. We're all built with a different energy level. You know, some people just live and breathe in crisis mode management, and it actually is something that um, actually gives them energy. For others, it's an absolute drain. And so when we just even look within a, in an office situation when we have a variety of people that are all made up differently, um, it can cause a lot of um, uh, discontent. In terms of a business, um, 
it really comes down to the bottom line. What have we really been able to accomplish all day? We can go in crisis mode management all day like a gerbil running on a wheel and never accomplish anything. You know, there's absolutely no time for long-term planning because all we're dealing with is the short-term crises. And until we stop and put some kind of an interrupt in there by taking some time and planning and setting goals, we never, ever make any room for us to be proactive. We're always in that reactive mode, which we'll talk more in, the, in when we get into the second segment. So the critical challenges comes down to the ability to grow business, um, the ability to retain and, and have contented employees, um, the ability to just achieve anything in a given day, and, and never mind how this starts to bleed out into our personal life, because we are all working for a life outside our work. And if we live in the mode of crisis mode management, I can guarantee we're probably not happy campers when we get home. Soul practitioners have uh, <laughs> out there listening uh, clearly understand what this is like, and you know that's really it's a challenge. You know, so my next question is, how can an organization like LMI help when, let's say, you're a family law practitioner and the entire burden of all your clients, their livelihood, not you know, in addition to your business, everything else, you know, falls on you. You know, when you can't control how many people are going to call you and you know, what kind of crises are going to go on. I mean, you know, just from the example, again, from a sole practicing family attorney, um, after a holiday weekend, you know, like this last you know, Memorial Day weekend, the phone's ringing off the hook Monday from all the people who had problems with uh, either pick up and drop off of the kids over the weekend or this or that. So, you know, it's really difficult to, you know, to stop the fires, you know, for, they're sparking up as quickly as you're putting them out. And how we would work, and again, we'll be getting into this when we're talking about personal productivity, and we'll define what a high payoff activity is. Um, we get people focused really on what are the things, what are their strengths, what are the areas that are going to bring them income. And income and the business is defined by revenue, defined by money, um, defined by dollars. Income in other areas of your life can be satisfaction. Um, it, can, it can be defined in, in more intangible terms. But we really work to help start right off the bat by pinpointing where somebody is at in their life. What is their level of satisfaction in their life? Where are their areas that need to improve? What are those areas that bring them income? Really, what is their vision, their mission, their purpose, and their goals? And we begin to develop some specific goals, not just business, business development and personal goals. We begin to do that step four. We help people learn to just time into planning and setting some goals and then work on the activities to actually achieve those goals. So what we do is we turn crisis mode management around into a productive, a personally productive activity. So when that crisis hits, the behavior pattern changes and we respond differently. We don't go into reaction. We become responsive and proactive. You know, and what, you, what I'm hearing from you as far as I'm trying to, you know, make some application here to realize settings that I myself have been in 
um, you know, in the area of law, that crisis mode management and in appreciating critical challenges really does. You know, we start to think about, you know, lawyers start to think about serving their clients as the only thing, you know, during the day. But if we focus on our high payoff activities, like you said, and you're going to talk about more later, we can focus on things, you know, such as, you know, what's billable and maximizing our day um, so that we're maybe able to hire more staff to, you know, field some of the phone calls and, you know, act more as a 911 operator on a Monday morning for the clients with all the issues and, um, you know, respond in time. So it sounds like that's where LMI can really help. Absolutely. And we'll get into that in the four quadrants as to maybe a formula for at least um, a place to begin to begin to turn that around. All right, perfect. Mary, let's pause quickly for a message from one of our sponsors. Uh, by the way, you're also listening. Those who are just tuning in, you're listening to ALR PRA Weekly Law Practice Management Radio, where we bring you the experts and the attorneys who share the tips, trends, and the latest updates that matters to your law practice. Now, when thinking about trademark and copyright, thinking about marketing departments, thinking about creativity, when you need the right legal services to advance your creativity, you need to call the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme. Attorney Nancy K. Ducharme brings Bing Law Firm experience and reputation to her intellectual property law firm, serving national corporate clients in the areas of trademark, copyright, internet, and advertising law. You can find the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme by visiting nkdlaw.com and also by searching for the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme on Facebook. By clicking the like button on the law firm's business page, you'll receive periodic blog updates with recent developments in the rapidly changing field of intellectual property law. Now back to uh, Mary Erlane from Leadership Management Institute. Um, she's going to talk about uh, her second segment in the four quadrants, and then we're going to hear from Ray Stuckley also of Leadership Management Institute, the uh, LMI Riverside team. Mary, go ahead. When we're looking at the four quadrants, and uh, um, if, if we kind of picture a box, you know, cut into to, to four boxes, we're looking at urgent versus not urgent, and important versus not important. First off, let's start with the definitions of urgent and important. Um, the definition that we see is of urgent is it demands your immediate attention. Uh, the definition of important is contributing to your vision, your mission, your purpose, your goals, and those high payoff activities. So when we're looking at urgent, and we're looking at something that's urgent and that's important, that means that typically the word we use in that quadrant is now. Again, that's that crisis, that's somebody running in your office, that's the reactive quadrant. So if people are actually taking notes, in, in that box you would write the words now in reactive. Um, I, I tend to uh, think of April 15th as something that would land in that quadrant for, for, from the text. The sun can't go down until that particular thing is done. There's a deadline involved. And what typically happens is this reactive quadrant is high, we're highly emotional when, when things are happening. That's where the crisis occurs. And these things, these things are oftentimes out of our control. However, when we're looking at the uh, quadrant two, something that is 
considered important but not urgent, that's actually the quadrant where we can be very proactive. It's not urgent, there's no fire, but it is very important for us to do it. That's a quadrant where we define success. It's a quadrant of opportunity. It's a quadrant of planning. Again, it's not urgent, so, but it is very important. Again, important meaning it contributes to our vision, our mission, our purpose, our goals, and our high payoff activities. This is the quadrant that we want to spend the most time in because it's not urgent. We can be very responsive, not reactive. We can be very proactive. We can be successful, and there are opportunities there. This is where we want to focus our time. Unfortunately, for entrepreneurs, this is probably the place they're able to spend the least amount of time. So describing quadrant three, which would be something that's urgent, but not really important. This is an area that is a low payoff activity. It's not contributing to our, our, our vision. It's not a high payoff activity. This is the quadrant of deception. These are the areas that do demand our attention, but again, it's not going to contribute to income per se. Words that we like to use here are simplify, delete, or delegate these. I'll give an example in my company. Bookkeeping. I'm not a bookkeeper. For me to do my bookkeeping is a quadrant three activity. I delegate that. We need to outsource that. have ALRPRA do that. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. And that would be the case. If, as an attorney firm, right. you would reach to ALRPRA to do that for you because that is a high payoff activity for you. That's exactly. Well, and it's a high payoff for you too, though. We get the billing done. You know, it's high. We earn income off that. You get your work done. You focus your time on doing what brings in your high payoff stuff. So that's what I'm hearing. So what we do is by simplifying, deleting, and delegating these activities, um, we're able to, to drive that time saving somewhere else. And then quadrant four is time wasters. That's, that's just nonsensical watching of TV. That's just a place where we just absolutely collapse um, oftentimes. In the entrepreneurial syndrome, people go from that first quadrant of urgent, meaning now, crisis, and they live there until they absolutely exhaust themselves and they jump back to four. But unfortunately, quadrant one did not take a rest. Time did not stop. Um, the crises are now piling up. They jump back in. And, and where burnout takes place is when people just jump back from time-wasting to crisis to time-wasting to crisis, and they jump back and forth. Quadrant two just gets ignored, and quadrant three just, just piles up. Let me ask you a question. Um, something that often happens, and I'm just – you know, trying to um, you know make applications here to our listening uh, audience. In you know a lot of law firms, and um, you know I'm again looking at a, you know whether it's a small or a mid-sized firm. Let's say you get a phone call from a client, and it's Monday morning. And you have to respond to client. Well, oftentimes you need to grab the file, you know, review some things, find out where everything's at, uh, where's the last court order, what do we, you know, what do we have to communicate, um, you know. So that there's a lot of you know documents, you know, floating around and 
you can imagine that our offices pile up and uh, get really messy, um, you know, really easy. So a lot of people spend a lot of time in doing filing and, you know, just document management control. Ideally, the entire world is scanned and it's all at your fingertips, but not everyone has the resources yet to um, have a, a paperless, you know, law office. So. Um, you know that where is that where is that the you know filing pushing papers around putting things back is that a an activity number four back between a one and a four or where does that fall in? Well, in terms of the activity of doing the filing, that may fall into the world of number three, and and this this is um, overgeneralized. Each each practice is going to be different, but sure. that's probably something you could simplify that's something that you could potentially delegate to somebody else and and really you know when we think about filing and when we're thinking about attorney offices and the billable hour rates are usually you know several hundred dollars per hour is filing a several hundred dollar per hour billable activity or is that a billable activity at a much less rate and if we're actually is it overhead we're doing our filing during billable hours. That's a quadrant three activity because we can't make any more time. We only get so many billable hours in a given day. What we need to do in the formula that we look at is we focus first on quadrant three. What are those activities that we can simplify, delete, and delegate? Now, we may not be able to afford somebody to delegate that too, but we can delegate it outside of billable hours we can take a little bit of time, you know, at the end of the day and stay after a little bit and do it when other places are closed. You know, delegate isn't always a human being. It's delegating it to a time on your calendar um, where that's all you do. So you shrink that quadrant. So you think of size. You shrink it down, and then the, the, the time that you have found there gets driven up into quadrant true where you can plan, be proactive, and really focus on opportunities and success. By doing that, you can actually shrink. Quadrant one will never go away. The crisis is going to happen, the phone call. But the more proactive you can be, the more time and attention you can put on quadrant two, that not urgent, proactive, successful quadrant, number one begins to shrink, but it also, you, you have a toolkit to deal with it because you've got some plans in place. And then ultimately, we're not saying you shouldn't spend time in quadrant four, but you can make it quality time as opposed to time to, to escape to. It's actually time that you look forward to and that you've, you've put some plans around. It could be a vacation or a long weekend. Or you have at least some energy to enjoy that time that you're you're just going to decompress. Now, the other thing is, you know, I think about the the telephone calls which um, you know, the phone is going all the time and if you don't have, you know, how what are what are some examples or uh some, you know, can you give me an idea of things that you've done in the past to to help people who say, "Mary, I can't get any of my work done because you know, I'm, I'm never left alone for more than five minutes. I can't even form a cogent thought. Well, again, it comes down to planning a day, and this, again, is overgeneralized because every practice, you know, has different types of phone calls. Um, 
there are times in a given day that I chunk up on um, activity. And do we have to answer every single phone call? Well, again, that's a question that we would ponder and, and discuss and, and, and do some discovery with every single client that we do. But there are times where, you know, we, um, and, and these are times we announce, but there, there could be times where literally um, you go dark. And unless, unless the place is on fire, there are no interruptions. And these are things that you communicate. You just don't drop off the face of the earth for, you know, a half a day or two hours. But planning your day out where if you, you do need to spend some time and work on a case, a quadrant two activity where you just really need to focus, then there are no emails. You know, there are no phone calls. Um, and you communicate that to people to let them know that this needs to be uninterrupted. And then schedule the time to catch up on emails and, and return phone calls. So some of this is discipline um, and planning, um, planning out a day. And, and clearly, we can help people do that. Mary, so much good information. I appreciate all, all the um, the help that LMI can offer. Um, thank you for answering some of my questions. Um, we are going to take a pause now for a message from our sponsors and then come back with Ray Stuckley. So, Mary, thank you for your two segments. Thank you. All right. If you want more clients, there's a seasoned attorney you need to talk to. His name is Jim Thompson, and his program is called Get Clients Now. The Get Clients Now program will help you take the crucial steps towards increasing your firm's revenues. The Get Clients Now program employs various time-honored techniques to help you attract new business and encourage referrals. To learn more about Jim Thompson and the Midwest Consulting Group, please visit MidwestConsultants.net. Also, check out his testimonials on Facebook. Search Get Clients Now. ALRPRA strongly endorses the Get Clients Now program and understands the personal accountability component of this course. You can get in touch with Jim Thompson today by visiting MidwestConsultants.net. For those of you just tuning in, this is ALR PRA Weekly Law Practice Management Radio. We are talking with Ray Stuckley and Mary Erlane from Leadership Management Institute, the Riverside LMI team. And for our final two segments, we now turn to Ray Stuckley, who will continue the discussion. By the way, we are also now open for callers. Um, callers, we encourage you to participate in calling with questions uh, because uh, the carrot dangling from the end of the rope is free, one free uh, admission to the LinkedIn uh, workshop on June uh, 9th, again June 9th in Willowbrook, and then also there is a June 30th uh, LMI workshop on five mistakes, five typical mistakes of CEOs and ways to counter those. So again, callers, don't be shy. Pick up the phone, dial area code 917-889-9732. That telephone number again is area code 917-889-9732. Put, uh, press option 1 when you dial to be placed in the caller queue. Uh, so now we are turning over to Ray Stuckley. Ray, again, is the CEO uh, of Leadership Management Institute Riverside. Uh, Ray, how are you doing this afternoon? Fantastic, Nick, and I really appreciate you uh, allowing us to be on the call today. Well, I thank you uh, for being uh, here to offer some good options to help some of our attorney clients streamline their uh, days and stay on task and make more money so we can all, you know, live better lives. 
Well, I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Nick, because I think one of the things that comes to play right away and all the things that Mary talked about earlier um, are, are real-life situations that go on. And, you know, we're always in this mode where life is happening around us. The key to it is how we effectively manage personally what we do. And taking responsibility for that is a key. And, and one of the things I guess I wanted to start with is just get a couple quick little definitions together here so we're all on the same wavelength. Uh, when we start talking about words, one of the words we hear when we talk about personal management is efficiency, okay? Uh, and, and when we talk about that word efficient, the definition we like to use is if somebody's efficient, they're doing things right. Does that make sense? You know, when you say efficient yep. and I say doing things right. Well, the other side of this then is a word that we also talk about in here, which is the word effective. And effective, when we define effective, we look at it as doing the right things and doing them in an order of priority. Now, let me give you a little picture here. Have you ever gone through your day doing all the things you have right, getting them, you know, doing them one after another and after another and getting them all done right, and then at the end of the day still feel like you haven't done anything? Happens all the time. Yeah. Why? Because we can do and do and do, but we're being efficient, right? We're getting things done. But if we don't look at really being effective, which means doing the right things and doing them in an order of priority, we're going to constantly be on that treadmill. So to be effective, we have to understand first what are the right things. But there's some, there might be more than one, so that we also have to have a priority set. And that order of priority is vitally important. So... When you keep doing that, when you keep doing the right things and doing them in an order of priority, you will dramatically increase your productivity, okay? And so what we want to be able to do is to do this so you can be more effective. And when you're more effective, you can get more done in the same amount of time, which leaves you more hours that can be billable hours. Or if you're really looking at things away from just not only billable hours, it helps you with this life away from work. I know, and we've worked with enough entrepreneurs and people who run their own business or have their own practice, that you can get totally involved in that to the point where you don't have a life away from work. And that was not the reason that usually most people got in business. All right? So that, that's the, sort of the discussion about effective and efficient, okay? Now, when we start talking about personal management, what does that really mean, all right? Let me give you a little example, uh, and I'm going to ask you to give me the answer here, Nick. Um, if, sure. we, if, we, if you're out, okay, and you have an appointment with a client that will be your biggest client ever, okay, and all you have to do is show up, and it's going to happen. What are the chances of you missing that appointment? Slim to none. I'd be there well ahead of time, make sure that I probably 
pick a means of communication that uh, or transportation that would get me there. For example, I wouldn't want to get stuck in traffic. I'd take the train. Right. So you'd do everything, including being there on crutches if you had to be, right? <laughs> sure, yes. Okay. Now, let me ask you another question. When you make an appointment with yourself to do things, do you keep that appointment with that same tenacity? I do everything I can, and I try, but sometimes it just it falls by it falls by the wayside. And, and you know, unless I have someone there to be my accountability, uh, you know, manager, um, and I'm lucky to have one of those. Uh, we have a VP of development who, um, you know, we we structure our things at ALRPRA, and he's on, you know, on my case if I'm not, uh, you know, thorough and on time and diligent. But um, for a long time, I didn't have that, and that was a big problem. Well, and here's part of the issue. If we go back and let's revisit the quadrant again, okay, the four quadrants, and that urgent reactionary mode, that quadrant one, what happens is that quadrant only exists because we don't do things we should do in quadrant two. We don't take the time to plan, all right? Now, does that mean everything in our lives can be planned? No. We've got to be realistic here. There will always be things that happen that we have absolutely no control over. But if we just start looking at what we can do, all right, we can make a dramatic impact on that. And so think of it this way. If we are planning what we want and how we want it, we will get less and less. That quadrant one, will, instead of getting bigger now, will get smaller. And we will end up being more productive in what we do each and every day. You, did you ever find or hear, hear yourself saying that you're, you, you're, you'll find some time to do that? <laughs> yeah, those are, the, those are usually the, um, the emails or letters from prospective clients who want to do business with us, and I you know, owe them an estimate or an email or something. And it's, and it's unfortunate that it's hard to find the time, and I'll end up losing potential clients. Well, and see, that finding time is, you know, when we ever do really figure out how to find time, if we both do, that we'll be, you know, we'll all be extremely rich then. But it just doesn't happen. We have to, what we have to do is we have to make and schedule time. Now, let's go back to that definition of effective. What did we say it was? Doing the right things and doing them in an order of priority. Those right things, those things that are critical that we need to do are things that are going to be impacting our goals, okay? Our goals are critical. And what are goals? These are things that we want to do and accomplish, okay? These are things that we might have a challenge right now, and we want to set a goal to overcome that challenge. So these, the ability to set goals, to understand, life will happen for us. Our business is going to happen for us. Now, either we're going to take more control over it and direct it, or it's just going to happen, and it's a coin toss. In a lot of cases, it doesn't turn even into a coin toss. It's less than that. So taking time to plan, plan where we want to go. Where do we want to see our business? What are the things that are important to us, and then how do we plan and schedule time to do that? What I find, and I know Mary will agree with this, is, that we find that people, when they set goals, usually set these goals, but they don't do the things necessary to break the goals down into small enough, 
activities, high payoff activities, that when they're done, they can be achieved. And so most people fail in achieving goals, this is a simple statement, is they quit. They stop. Okay? And they usually stop because they don't see progress. They don't have a way of measuring what's going on. They don't have a way of understanding that progress is being made. All right? Now, one of the things that I guess I wanted to talk about here is this 80-20 principle. All right? And when we start talking about the 80-20 principle, what we're really saying here is that 80% of the results that you get really come from 20% of your activities. Does that make sense? It does. Because you think of the things you do that are really vital to causing, you know, your company to grow and for your business to grow. There is probably only a handful of things that will cause that to happen. Now, the question is, how do we make sure we're doing those things consistently? And how are we doing those high payoff activities? Let's just take an attorney. One of the, you know, one of the top, when we talk high payoff activity, we're talking what produces income now. And in this case, we're going to say income in the sense of dollars. Well, one of the key things that produces income is billable hours, right? You've got to be able to bill something. If it's something you're doing for a client, you've got to be able to spend time for those billable hours to do that. Now, if you're not doing that, then what's the next step? Well, you want to be in a stage where you're working to get a client so that that client can turn into someone that will be billable hours. So you're sitting down making a presentation to them, talking to them. If you don't have that client to sit down and talk to, then you've got to have appointments or prospects that you're going to be setting up to where you'll be setting appointments with so you can sit down with them. So they're... Can you see what I'm saying with the priorities here, all right, of doing the right Mm -hmm. thing, but doing them in an order of priority? If you're not doing one, you should be doing the second one. If you're not doing the second one, you should be doing the third. You know, you just mentioned Jim Thompson. One of the critical things would be marketing. How do you do your marketing so that you have the prospects that you need to to be in front of, all right? So, and there could be a question of, okay, do I need to be doing that or should somebody else be doing that? (laughs) <laughs> so you, the more you understand these high payoff activities and everybody has to understand what they are for them you know so when for example when we sit down with every client that's one of the first things we work on are what are your goals what are the things you want to accomplish what are the high payoff activities that will cause that to happen once those are understood now we can start looking at how we can manage how we can schedule how we can do certain things to simplify, eliminate, and delegate to get more of that accomplished. And the key here is we're not talking about saying, okay, we're going to work with someone so that we're going to make a, a, you know, an 80% improvement in what they do. Just look at it this way. If you could look at finding just, just 30 minutes more a day, okay, 30 minutes more a day, that 30 minutes – if you applied it to billable hours, what would that turn into over a year? 
Cause a lot of money. You know, a lot of money, right? So just that, you know what 30 minutes really turns into if you owe over a year? 22 eight-hour work days. 22, 22 days. 22 eight-hour work days. So just take an average billable hour, multiply it by eight, and multiply it by 22, and then sit back and say, do you think it's worth my time to learn how to be more productive, more focused on my personal productivity? I think the answer is going to come back, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. If um, if I were to add twenty, you know, twenty-two days worth of revenue generation, you know, during year one and then year two, year three, you uh, you know, if you had a solid goal of a certain number you wanted to hit, if you wanted to then retire or take a break, you may end up doing that, you know, quicker than you thought. Oh, you would. You would. So. All right. You very- start- Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just gonna. I was just gonna. Um, you know, finish your thought before we pause for our third break. Go ahead. Well, the only thing I wanted to end up with here that it is one of the things that I would suggest that everyone does is to start to sit down and say, okay, what are my high payoff activities? And the way I would suggest you do it is, well, one certainly involve us, but two, if you don't, have someone else you talk to who can be a sounding board, because we can always come up with our own thoughts, but it's important to bounce it off some reality check, okay? And uh, that would be the key thing on this segment that I'd want people to walk away with. Excellent. All right, so we're going to identify our hate payoff activities and make sure that we're doing them. All right, Ray, before we discuss our final key points, let's pause for a moment. I want to thank everyone for turning in to ALR, PRA, Weekly Law Practice Management Radio, where we bring you the experts and the attorneys who share the tips, trends, and the latest updates that matter to your law practice. A note from our third sponsor, Bridges Court Reporting. Again, Bridges Court Reporting, downtown Chicago, provides the luxuries that premier law firms need, extending far beyond the professional courtesies and style that make Bridges Court Reporting a well-known name nationwide. The Bridges website and software actually allows you to access all of your transcripts and exhibits, as well as schedule court reporters. You can do this from any computer with Internet access. So again, any computer, Internet access, all you need to schedule court reporters, view all your transcripts, and all your exhibits. Now, before long, you'll be wondering why you ever used another court reporting agency. Conveniently located, again, across the street from the Daily Center in Chicago, Bridges Court Reporters are ready to serve your court reporting needs and transcription needs nationwide and as well have a wonderful conference room available for depositions right there on site across the street from the Daily Center. So again, visit BridgesCourtReporting.com for more information and to schedule your next court reporter. That website again is BridgesCourtReporting.com. Now let's get back to Ray Stuckley from the Team Riverside Group of Leadership Management Institute to talk about effective personal leadership. Ray? Well, uh, a little side note here. I, I too, can uh, attest to Bridges Court Reporting. Uh, I've known them. Tell us about Bridges Court Reporting and your relationship with them. This is coincidental, uh, by the way. I always forget that. (laughs) Well, actually, uh, Debbie Bridges has been and is a client of mine uh, for uh, about the last uh, year and a half or so. 
and um, I have uh, watched that organization grow. I have. I, I would recommend Debbie and her uh, company in a heartbeat uh, because I just know how really effective they are and what they do. I'm sure she'd appreciate uh, the plug, and um, I know that's an honest thing that Mary has uh, suggested the same. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, let's talk a little bit about what do you do to cause, you know, effective personal leadership to happen, okay? Um, I think one of the things that we want to sort of pay attention to is personal leadership. You know, it is truly a very awesome responsibility, all right? because it directly relates to what's going to happen to you in your life. And it has ripple effects not only just in your business, but in every area of your life, all right? So if we go back and we revisit something that Mary talked about with crisis mode management and how the usual approach to things is just we go start doing things and then we try to figure out what to do and then we communicate something about it and then we try to figure out how we can plan and set goals, which is usually we're right back into the next crisis. The proactive way to approach that, step number one, is start with planning and setting goals. And, and, and this is a critical process here that, you know, I don't know how many people have ever had a real formal program on how to plan and set goals, but most importantly, how to make sure they're implemented and achieved. Uh, one of the standard reactions uh, that I usually ask people is, uh, do you set goals in that? They go, well, yeah. And I say, well, New Year's resolutions? Sure. How do you do with those? You know, and then there's usually a looking down and a kicking of the sand and some other stuff. And it's because people have great thoughts about different types of goals, but to have a process in place a behavior in place that where you really do set goals, act on those goals, and most importantly implement and achieve them is critical, okay? So if we're talking about planning and setting goals, you have to know what you want, why you want it, where you're going, all right? Now when you communicate goals and plans, they're much clearer to people. Have you ever had anybody who came up to you and sort of just started to give you something and then took off and you start scratching your head wondering what's going on? <laughs> Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we all run into that, okay? And we can even do it to people that way. But if yeah, you what just, just happened? What did they... <laughs> yeah, what did he just say or why? Or worse yet, I, I think I hear what it is. I go do it. Then I come back. And I uh, show it to you, and you're going, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, here's, the, here's the example where um, I'll give you a real-life example. I remember being, um, you know, back in law school, I was working at a, um, a firm in Elmhurst, and uh, it was, I think it was somewhere between first and second year. And one of the attorneys would always come back from uh, court, and um, it would be blah, 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 you know, opposing counsel, blah, 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 judge this and that, blah, blah, blah. I need a case on you know, this, 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 and, you know, explaining this as he's walking by on his way to his office, and, you know, I, maybe you better write it down and know because by the time you go to ask a question, like, to, you know, so just so I know, you want blah, 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 he's already on the phone, so, you know, right. Right. I've been there, yeah. Right. Yeah, and that's not uncommon, okay? 
So what we want to be able to do is we want to spend that time, okay? Now, here's a little little survey and, uh, you know, research and stuff has been done that for every one minute you plan, you spend planning, all right, you can get anywhere from four to ten minutes in return on that minute, okay? So if I came up to you with a deal and said, hey, Nick, I can give you, you know, a four-to-one return on this. It's legal, okay? How long would you hesitate on something like that? I'd say those odds are better than most, and I'd say, tell me more, Ray. Right, because when you take time to plan and you do it correctly, okay, you can make a major impact on what you do. And here's the thing. Effective management of your own personal productivity, okay, the foundation of your success, your own personal success, your business success, okay, is based on your ability to set goals and act on those goals, all right? Goal setting is the single most important tool for your personal and professional success. Setting goals and then realizing them because it's, it's something, it's like anything. If you do something and you see success and you see progress being made, even though you may not have achieved what you wanted, you'll keep doing it, okay? But if you don't and you give up, that's the end of it. And most of the time people give up because they set these humongous goals and then they don't really look at how to break it down. So that daily, weekly, and monthly progress is being made, and most importantly, they recognize that progress. What right, you can build on that progress to more progress. You know, as right. I see it as building to, you know, you look at one, you're like, okay, I accomplished this, I accomplished that. And, you know, I know that, for example, um, you know, a, a billing audit. Right now I am in the middle of a billing audit, and it is a process that sometimes takes longer than expected. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm a systems person, so I systemically plan out the attack and figure out how to, you know, how to first identify what my problems are, you know, um, just go through it systemically. And by doing that and doing it in chunks, you know, it's, it's, I'm able to get through it because otherwise sometimes it just seems like an, un, you know, a task that's just daunting to the point that you don't, <laughs> you know, it seems difficult. Yeah. So. But see, that, that's, honestly, I commend you for that because the, the way a lot of times what people do is they take this big goal and then they say, well, okay, I'm going to block out, you know, a day and a half or something to do this. And in reality, there's no way in the world they're going oh, to yeah. get a day and a half. no way. Because, you know, look at well, quadrant, right. quadrant one. It's still there, right? <laughs> Well, or look at the unvariables. I mean, just let's you know, going back to the example of a of an audit. And you know, my my stress level is where um, you know, if my clients are paying, the clock is ticking, and right. I sort of have figured out that by by separating things out and by organizing it first, I'm able to determine what you know. For example, if we have certain things that are missing that that you know we need, you know, by you know, trying to uncover and make sure that all the all the T's are across the I's are dotted before we really begin an analysis. Um, you know, we're able to find out you know what we're up against, so we don't you know get to the point where we think we're 75% finished, and then we find that there's you know a major pothole that we're uh, about to step in. 
Well, let me give you a, a little acronym, and maybe you've heard it before or uh, some of the audience has, but it's an acronym referring to a goal, and it's, it's called SMART, okay? And what it means is that it, the goal is specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, tangible, timely, okay? So One more time. Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and then the T is tangible and timely, okay? Thank you. So if you look at any goal that you do and you put it against that acronym, if it fits it, you'll have a good goal, something that you will really have a much greater opportunity of achieving. So if you go, is this goal specific? Like, okay, I'm going to go out and uh, get um, new clients. That's not a goal. I'm going out to get two new clients. That's better. I'm going out to get two new clients in, you know, uh, family practice. Or I'm going, you know, the point is the more specific you can make it, and the more you can understand truly how to measure whether you're making progress or not, now that's critical. Now the question is, once you set the goal, you have to really ask yourself, is this attainable and is it realistic? Okay? It may be realistic, but it may not be attainable now for, uh, for whatever reasons they're going on. And there should always be a time factor, a deadline, and there should be some tangible thing you're going to see out of this. All right? Now. Tangible. Now, Ray, we've got about, uh, we've got about a minute left um, for okay, your last well, segment, so final thoughts? Well, I guess the only thing I would say is make sure, and this is what we do with every one of our clients and uh, the companies we work with, help people to understand what are the challenges you're facing and how do we change those challenges into goals that can be smart goals that we then can help them get to the results they want. Ray, thank you so much. I appreciate all of your uh, wonderful advice, and thank you too, Mary Erlaine, for being on with us today. Thank you, Mary. Thank you very much, Nick. Thank you. And uh, let's also remind everyone that, again, there is a LinkedIn workshop coming up on June 9th and an LMI workshop on five uh, mistakes often made by CEOs on the 30th of June. Those dates are right, right? Yes. Okay. All right. So thank you again to Ray Stuckley and Mary Erlane for sharing such great information about the Leadership Management Institute and their uh, Riverside team of LMI. I'd also like to thank, again, our listeners for tuning into ALRPR Radio and as well as today's sponsors. Number one, the Intellectual Property Law Office of Nancy K. Ducharme. Number two, Jim Thompson of Midwest Consulting Group. And number three, Debbie Bridges of Bridges Court Reporting. Again, AORPRA's mission is to educate the legal community on relevant law practice management issues and to help our law firms spend more time serving their clients by our professionally managing their production and promotional activities. Our mission's underlying values at AORPRA are transparency, flexibility, and humility. We are a full-service law practice management agency available nationwide when professional quality matters to your firm. Thank you again, and please tune in next Thursday, uh, June 10th, where we will be talking to Ed Pohl. Ed Pohl uh, is the principal of Law Biz Management and is also a contributing author to 
many of the articles on the ABA's law practice management publications. Um, the law biz management company works with lawyers to increase their profits and effectiveness in a way they practice law. One of the things that Paul does um, with uh, you know different associates and uh, laterals is to help people climb to the next level and uh, get the partnership they're looking for um, and uh, accomplish their goals. So. Now, next, June, uh, next Thursday, June 10th, Ed Pohl of Law Biz Management. So again, thank you uh, for tuning in for ALR PRA Weekly Law Practice Management Radio. This is Nick Augustine for ALR PRA saying thank you for your time. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.